And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. We've got a fun show coming your way. Brian, guess what? Guess what? Despite it being a Tuesday, it's game day in Southeast Louisiana. We've got it's a... About to go down. There we go. In a minute, let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night to make it go from the friend zone to the end zone. Trying to take it to the house, baby, let's go. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. We've got Bulldogs, we've got Lions, we've got a big middle school matchup tonight, which you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. And then if you're not from down the bay and you say, well, I don't care about the Bulldogs and the Lions, well, we've got Cardinals and we've got Warriors deciding the Paris championship tonight. It's going to be a big night for middle school. Cannot wait to see how these things shake out. Cannot wait to be at South Lafourche High School tonight for Golden Meadow and LCO. Cannot wait to be getting live reports because we're going to have somebody at uh, the Thibodeau game. Um, big night. The championship will be crowned uh, in the parish, and bragging rights are going to be restored between either Golden Meadow or LCO. We've got Coach Keegan Pokey in the next segment at 11.45. we got Coach Derek Brune at 12 after that. Uh, can't wait. Did Bayou Blue play last night? <clears throat> Bayou Blue played last night. I saw that coach put on a and, social media. And that leads me to two things that I want to say, and then we'll dive into Golden Meadow and LCO. First and foremost, I want to express um, how proud I am of Bayou Blue. They had a wonderful year. Um, coach Emil Bourne and, and his staff did an excellent job. That team was the most improved team in our area. They did a wonderful job this season going from – no wins, two straight seasons to getting three wins this year. That's excellent work. They were highly competitive. That's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing that I wanted to say is to the 15 or 20 kids in the sixth ward program, is that's who Baibu played last night, who stuck it out and who finished the year. I am rooting for you in whatever you do for the rest of your athletic careers and in the rest of your lives in general because it would be very easy to – do quite frankly like other kids did and just say, ah, I don't want to do this, we're losing, and and tap out. By the end of the year, they only had 16, 17 kids left from what I understand. To those of you who stuck it out, you are a winner. I don't give a damn what the scoreboard said. I don't give a damn what the end result to the games were. I don't give a damn about the standings. To ride it out throughout the course of the entire year the way that you did makes you a winner. Congratulations to those six ward kids who survived the season. Yeah, it's life lessons. It is beyond football. Life lessons, they showed a lot of character and these young men that stuck with it, uh, they going somewhere in life. No Absolutely, doubt. Absolutely, no doubt about that. So wanted to say that off the top. Tonight we got Golden Meadow and LCO. Um LCO's favored, right? Um I know Keegan's probably listening and he's saying pulling out his hair. No, stop saying that. Um LCO's favored to win the game tonight. They've got a little more firepower. They've got a little more size. they got a little bit more depth. Um, they beat them in the scrimmage. Crazy things tend to happen in games like this. Um, if you were approaching this, and we're going to have both of them on in the next two segments, both Derek and Keegan. If you were approaching this first from the LCO perspective, you're a pretty heavy, heavy favorite. This group of kids has never lost a Golden Meadow. How would you be handling this to make sure that you're focused and you're not looking too far into the future? Well, 
the situation I'm in right now, I, I kind of sit back and almost laugh at Coach Pokey right now because <laughs> I know the situation I've been in. I would be nervous as heck right now going into this game because, look, I've been in this situation coaching at LCO for a number of years, and uh, when you play goals and medic, and people say it all the time, like cliche or throw out the record. It, it's darn true. You throw the records out when you play in LCO and Golden Meta in any sport. And LCO's favored. Uh, it's a good place to be that they're favored. But uh, I, I guarantee you, as a coach right now, Coach Polke is uh, a little nervous because you got to get out, handle the emotions of the game and uh, all the stuff they may have before the game and things. And uh, you got to play football. And so, yeah, I, I would be a little nervous, and I'll just tell the kids, go out and do what you've been doing all year, and you're going to be fine. What got us to this point in the season? Uh, we have a chance to go and have a winning season. Just go out, play, and have fun. On the flip side to that, if you were Coach Derek Bruni and you've won – how many did they win? They've won one so far this year. They beat Sixth Ward. Um, you're a big underdog. In the last two weeks – you've had to deal with some crap, right? I mean, you've had to deal with kids getting hurt and a game getting stopped before completion because of injury. I understand they had a kid in practice in the lead-up to this game who got concussed and you're super short-handed. And what are you telling your boys to let them know, all right, man, um, I know there's not a whole lot of gas left in the tank, but let's circle up everything that's left and let's empty it tonight on the field. Yeah, exactly right. It's us against the world. No one's giving us a shot. Go out there, play for the eight graders because you sixth and seven graders right now, next year and the year after, you're going to be in a spot where the eight graders are tonight. And let's go out and play for the eight graders and see if we can get them going out with a victory. And just, again, go out, play, and have fun is the main thing. But uh, us against the world type mentality and go out there and no one's giving us a shot to win and just one play at a time. And let's look in the fourth quarter and see where we stand if we have a shot to win it. I always struggle with the psychology of this, right? Because, okay, from the Golden Medal perspective, a big underdog usually is more inclined to do a surprise onside kick or a trick play or, you know, whatever. Something to try to generate something unexpected during the game. How do you manage the psychology of, okay, let's do something to hit them when they're not expecting it, but also managing like, hey, you don't want to do too much of that stuff because then it looks like you're telling your kids, hey, just playing our way is not going to be good enough to win. We're not good enough to play. Like, how do you – isn't that a juggling act? Like, it feels yes. like that. Yeah, it feels like you obviously want to do some stuff, but you don't want to overdo it because then you're sending the message, hey, just playing the way we play is not good enough. Yeah, look, these trick plays, you have to be careful because – and we talked about it before where, okay, a coach comes in, we have this trick play for this week, and the kids get excited for it. Yep. They, they love it. They, they're all going to buy in on it. Okay, this is – and if it, you, you're doing it and it doesn't work, it's like a let, huge letdown. Yeah. So you, you got to be careful. And on the other side, if it goes against you, you got to tell your team it's just one play. You know, they got to resort to all these trick plays to try and trick us we're just going to go out there and show them who's the better team and just go right at them. But, yeah, you're right. It is a, a, a balancing situation where you got to be careful. There's a time and a place for trick plays, and uh, you have to be careful 
of uh, when you use them and how you use them? It feels like, um, and again, we'll ask Derek this, I guess, when Derek comes on, and maybe we could ask Keegan the same thing. It feels like it's really important tonight for Golden Meadow to start off strong. Um, I think LCO can maybe overcome an eight to nothing deficit or a six to nothing deficit or you know a twelve to eight deficit. I don't know that if LCO gets the ball first and goes straight down the field and scores, that Golden Meadow could necessarily overcome that. Just mentally, right now, given that you're an underdog, given how the last couple of weeks have gone, I feel like that first quarter for Golden Meadow, like a boxing match, they got to survive the first round because. There's potential for a first-round knockout there, right? And if I'm Derek, that's what I'm telling myself is, man, we just got to survive the first round. Get it into the late rounds and give yourself a chance. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, if you're sitting in Golden Matter shoes, you, you're like, well, no one's giving us a shot and we're going to come out here, we're going to we practice hard all week and this and that, or we'll all say all week, one day of the week. It's crazy <laughs> how that works, but uh, we're going to go out and – get a stop and if you don't get that first stop you're right it's gonna be like oh here we go you know and but if they do get that first stop it's gonna you know you maybe start throwing yeah. some doubt at lco and this and that but uh, i don't know it's gonna be again i'm sure coach Bruni is gonna tell his kid look guys just go out play hard have fun and in the night let's just see where where we are okay so on the flip side to that let's go all the way up the bayou We've seen Thibodeau. We've seen E.D. White. Those two teams are playing for a Paris championship tonight. It's a classic case of the talent versus the system. Thibodeau's a more talented team. E.D. White has maybe a better system uh, running the option and, you know, believing in what they're doing. And how do you see this one going? I think Thibodeau, if you lined up and put them together in a park, I think Thibodeau would have a lot of the better athletes, right? But E.D. White's going to believe in what they're doing. They're going to run their option. They're going to throw it a little bit. I think this game's going to be closer than what some people think because a lot of the folks in the city think Thibodeau Middle's going to run away with it. How do you break that one down? Well, Thibodeau speed and has athletes, and they can more than likely overcome more mistakes than what E.D. White can because they can use their athleticism and and just – if they get burnt on a play, they have they can maybe use their speed to recover and, and go and make a, a touchdown saving tackle, if you will. So I think that would help Thibodeau. E.D. White, on the other hand, Casey, eight minute quarters. I mean, we, we've seen that LCO. Their last game in the third and fourth quarter controlled most the, uh, the ball almost the entire rest of the game. And uh, if E.D. White can do the ball control and just – move the chains here and there and just keep moving the ball on the field and just not give the ball to to uh, to Thibodeau, I think Edie White can, can maybe pull it out tonight. We also got Raceland and Lockport tonight. That'll be taking place at Central LaFouche. So a big old night for middle school, and we will be uh, recapping all that tomorrow, and we've got LCO Golden Meadow here tonight on the network. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to uh, who we got first? Keegan Pope Keegan. Uh, with LCO, who will be joining us in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have LCO Middle School Football Coach and Athletic Director Coach Keegan Pokey on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing? I'm doing well, guys. What about y'all? Good, dude. It's a big day, man. I know you guys are super jacked up playing your rival. Um, man, I know that it's always an emotional day, and, and Brian and I were just kind of joking during the commercial. He said when he was the LCO football coach, it was always a nerve-wracking day. I'm sure there's just a full range of emotions going through your veins right now, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> Coach Collie would probably even admit, uh, even at South Fouche, you, when you play these games, it, it's nerve-wracking. Um, like you said, it, it, it's supposed to be expected to win. Uh, so you don't want the kids to hear that too much. But uh, definitely a nerve-wracking day. But I'm feeling confident if we do what we need to do, uh, I'm going to like the result. For sure, man. And look, one thing about your team is, is I really believe you guys have gotten better in the last couple of weeks. I think that you guys um, had a character-building win against Lockport, right? A night where you guys didn't play your best but just found a way to win. And then I think that built some confidence to where you really kind of put it on by you blew and played probably your best game of the year. So if for nothing else, you guys are coming in playing some of your best ball, aren't you? Yeah, we, uh, we kind of talked as a coaching staff after the uh, Lockport game. Um, we talked a little bit. We said, hey, did we play our best ball yet or is our best ball yet to come? And uh, I think you've seen us build off of that Lockport win, like you just said, uh, playing our best ball against Bayou Blue. But uh, I asked him again. I said, did we play our best ball yet? 
or is our best ball yet to come? And I think the kids are hungry. I think they're eager to go ahead and continue to improve. What's so special about this group, uh, no matter if we won, no matter if we lost, no matter how bad we won or lost, um, these kids were always willing to come to work, uh, ready to work, uh, ready to get better and wanting to get better. So I think you'll see us improve again tonight as well. Bro, one thing that you and I talked about after the Bayou Blue game is, is this is an opportunity to finish with a winning season. And, and look, man, that matters. That that means a lot. Um, is that something that you guys have told the team? And, and, you know, if so, is that a goal that they're hungry to go get? Yeah, we kind of had mentioned it before the uh, Lockport game. Like, hey, guys, look, our season isn't over with. We could go ahead and establish a winning season if we go ahead and, and win out. And uh, I, I didn't know if they took too much to it. Um, after the Bayou Blue game, a couple of kids were talking, and they came find me afterwards. And they definitely took it to it because uh, they went ahead and said, Coach, we win this last one. We're above 500. So uh, I think they're eager to go ahead and, and see us bid off of those two wins. And I think they're, they're pumped up to go ahead and get a above 500 season as well. For sure, dude. Um, facing Golden Meadow, it's going to be a team that – Runs a little bit of a similar offense to you. They're going to be looking to get some inside yardage running the football. Every once in a while, break it towards the outside. Um, how do you try to control their offense, and how do you guys try to keep them behind the sticks? Yeah, when the line of scrimmage up front, and I think the last two games we kind of saw that. Um, we got some pretty good uh, defensive linemen that are going ahead and, and playing their best ball right now, like Holden Bro. Um, Brendan Sheremy right now, are, are those two guys are stepping up big time. But winning the line of scrimmage up front, uh, making sure we, we're penetrating, but going ahead and seeing the ball too as well. Uh, just winning the line of scrimmage, making sure we, uh, we don't let that fullback dive get too much uh, yards each and every play. And then when certain people come in in certain situations, to go ahead and recognize that and understand kind of what they do uh, when those guys get in. Coach, no secret, Golden Matter has a few injuries. Uh, more than likely, a different quarterback coming in tonight, uh, a throwing quarterback. How you prepare for him? Um, at this level, too, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. We go ahead and just play kind of our base coverage um, that we've been playing all year. Uh, put pressure on the quarterback, make him feel uncomfortable. Um, make sure that if if he's stepping back to pass, that he feels our pressure. Feels uh, again, it's, it's coming back to just winning the, the line of scrimmage up front. Um, so I, I think we prepared. We put our, a couple of the better athletes the last two games in the secondary, too, as well, in case we will see some throwing action. I thought Bobby Blue was going to throw a little bit more than what they did. Um, so putting pressure up front, making sure our athletes in the back, make sure they understand their one responsibility is pass, and uh, hopefully it works out tonight. Bro, you guys have a huge eighth-grade group. Uh, we were there for your eighth-grade day, and we were looking over in the end zone while your eighth-graders were in line didn't have very many kids in the end zone, but the majority of them are eighth graders, man. What are you going to tell those boys tonight, win, lose, or draw? Because I'm sure it's a group that meant a lot to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of not only the player that they became, uh, but also the, the man that they're becoming. Um, that I'm, I'm, It's going to hurt to see them leave, but I'm going to be kind of happy to go ahead and see them continue their career, whether it's in football or in general, just in life. But I'm super proud of them. Um, I'm very thankful for them just for the fact that our success, my success, is based off of how uh, how hard they're willing to work and, and what they are uh, what they put in each and every day. So I'm just happy for them. I'm proud of them, and I'm just very thankful for them. So what does the next like week or so look like for you, man? Because dude, it's got to be a very hectic time of the year. Because yeah, you're you're wrapping up football tonight, but then you know the next season starts like tomorrow at a lot of other places, and you're also the boys' basketball coach. So 
do you give yourself like a, a a couple of days to mentally recharge, or you do you you know do you show up tomorrow and get right back into the next thing? Like mentally, what does this look like for you in the next week or so? So tomorrow we we collect all of our equipment. Um, we're gonna go in the back. We're gonna collect your equipment. I'm actually gonna send off our helmets on Thursday, but tryouts start Thursday. So pretty much after I, I send off our helmets um, to Rydell. We, we go ahead and I, I'll focus in on basketball. I, I, during the summer, I went ahead and got our uh, tryout plan, our, our lesson plan, I guess you would say, practice plan, um, already figured out. So I'm not worried too much about it. I'm going to go ahead and follow that practice plan. And then uh, I think it's kind of one of those things after tryouts, it's like, oh, now it's basketball season. Now let's go ahead and get started. But it's probably going to take me about a week to get out of football mode and into basketball mode. Does that kind of lessen the blow a little bit with the eighth graders knowing that, hey, man, your time with a lot of them is not going to be done yet because you are going to be coaching them in some other sports? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about what I'm going to say to these guys at the end of the game. And uh, a lot of them, they're not going anywhere. A lot of them will just be with me for basketball, too, and then continue on to uh, any other sport they play as well. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's always good to build up those relationships because, uh, again, it carries on to the, the, the sport. As long as you're building positive relationships, everything go, kind of goes smooth in that transaction. I asked you this earlier in the high school season. It was around Jamboree week, and I'm going to ask you again uh, the same question because I'm so curious to hear, you know, the answer is that, you know, you're watching these Friday night high school games from a different perspective as Brian and I. And I could sort of understand how sentimental you must feel because I did coach some of those kids when they were much, much younger, seven, eight years old, nine, ten years old, whatever it may be. But when you're watching South Lafouche and you're seeing Meathead, who's going to be rushing for a thousand yards this season, and you're seeing, you know, a family member of yours, a kid that you love to pieces, Terrence Petrie making plays, and you're seeing Bo Georges and Carter Colley make plays, and I'm going to stop listing names because I'm going to end up forgetting people, but these are all dudes that were in your program like very recently and now who are having an immediate impact in big blue i got the three songs just asking you the question it must be just such a super special feeling for you to watch those guys develop and grow absolutely and the first thing it makes me think of i should have ran meathead a little bit more <laughs> running the ball, huh? that kid's unbelievable but yeah just seeing all those guys and then getting to talk with them before our game get to talk to them after practice just to kind of see um, the development that they, they are uh, seeing just in the high school level at such a young age. Um, it's awesome to see. I'm proud of them. Um, I go on Friday nights as much as I can. If not, I'm watching on Facebook just to see the, the outcome. But, uh, yeah, man, it's all credit to them. I'm just a fan now. Uh, I always will be a fan of South, South Bush football. Uh, and then it's a little bit more special when you see guys you coach uh, for three years at LCL2 as well. Brother, I'm going to ask you some keys to victory for your game in just a second. But but first, before I do that, we're crowning a Paris champion tonight, uh, E.D. White and Thibodeau. I'm not going to ask you to pick a winner. That would put you in a weird spot. Ask him. But but just break it down, the matchup for us, man. Uh, E.D. White running that option, Thibodeau with all that size and those athletes. Uh, well, well, how do you break that one down a little bit? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think Thibodeau stays disciplined uh, with the defensive side of the ball, which I think they will. Uh, I think they will come out to a heavy front and uh, attack them. I know Joe Riley is, is wanting this one bad, um, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and answer. I think Thibodeau wins this one. I think it's gonna be, uh, believe it or not, I think it's gonna be a little bit of a 
a closer game than most expect. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I think I think I think Thibodeau will win this one. Probably about twenty-eight, uh, maybe let's say eighteen or something like that. I think they will kick a field goal or two. Sounds like a winner, bro. Before we let you go, what are some keys? What are some things the dogs have to do well tonight to try to beat their parish rival? Uh, go ahead and win the line of scrimmage up front. Uh, stay composed. Make sure we limited our, our own turnovers. I, I feel like the last couple of games that we turn over the ball in, in tough situations, it hasn't uh, bit us yet, but I, I feel like in a game like this, it could. So limit our turnovers, creating turnovers, and just winning the line of scrimmage up front. Coach, thanks so much for the time, man. I tell you often, and then, you know, uh, you know how I feel, man. You're doing a great job, dude. Keep up the good work with those boys, brother. I appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Yep, that is Coach Keegan Pokey with LCO doing an excellent job, as always. I am trying to think of a way to say this. To me, this season, and boy, fans are going to really think that I'm nuts the way that I'm saying this. This season, to me, is as impressive if not more impressive than the back-to-back Paris championships. Because when you have Meathead and Landon Jarvis and Caden Jarvis and Bo Jarges, and when you got all the horses and you have success, that's what's supposed to happen. But when you have a team that deals with adversity, stays with it, and the ship doesn't sink and it gets into calmer waters as the year goes on, that's good coaching. And I hope at the end of the day, Coach Keegan and Coach Chuck and you know Coach Nessie and all the the whole staff there understand and realize the goal at the end of the day is to take your team from day one to day one hundred and make them better at day one hundred and LCO has certainly done that they've gotten better throughout the course of the year and I hope that they appreciate the great job that they've done this year. Yeah, and it shows they played one of their best games their last game, so you can see them getting better and better as the season goes on. No doubt about that. I liked his keys to victory tonight. Uh, win the line of scrimmage, man. It's hard to lose if you lose up front or if you win up front. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we have got the other half of the coin. We're going to have Coach Derek Brune of Golden Meadow on the line. We're heavy middle school today. In hour two, I'm going to give you some updated South Lafouche High School stats. We'll talk about Week Nine. There's some crazy Week Nine matchups. Bottom of the show, we'll talk maybe a little Major League Baseball. You see how classy I am? We've gone 30 minutes into the show. I didn't rub into your face once that the Astros got knocked out last night. If it were you, five seconds into the show, the Tomahawk Chop would have been playing. That's the difference between me and you, Brian Colley. No, the difference, you probably forgot. <laughs> you had some plan and forgot. Well, let's Don't get give me that. When we get back, oh, we're going to have Coach Brunet's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 
Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. We spent the last segment of the show chatting with LCO football coach, Coach Keegan Pokey, as it's game day, been the final date of the regular season, LCO and Golden Medal tonight down the Bayou at South Lafouche. We go now to the other half of the coaching sideline there, and we got Golden Medal football coach, Coach Derek Brune on the line. Coach Brune, good morning. How are we doing this morning? Hey, good morning. Actually, good afternoon, guys. How are y'all doing? Good, bro. It's the last day of the year. Um, you guys are taking on your rival. Um Look, we could be honest. You guys are probably a little bit of the underdogs coming in, but it's Golden Medal against the world tonight, baby. I'm sure the boys are ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like you said. You know, we we probably viewed as the underdog by many people in uh, in this rivalry game tonight. But hey, it's a rivalry game. Anything could happen. You throw records out the window, and you just see what happens when you get between those white lines tonight. You guys have had a vicious injury bug in recent weeks, man. Have lost several key players. Can you give us an update? Are you guys going to uh, get some of those kids back tonight, or is it going to be kind of a mass unit again? Uh, no, we're going to get a few of our guys back. Uh, Good. We should, we should be uh, close to close to full strength tonight. That's wonderful to hear, my man. Um, look, Keegan said in the last segment, he said, man, look, we, we want to win the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, we want to block them on the offensive side. We want to stop them from blocking us on the defensive side. That's the beautiful thing about football, Derek, because I'm going to ask you the same question, and your answer is probably going to be the same. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are trying to win up front tonight, huh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it starts and ends with a winning the line of scrimmage, man. You got to offensive line. We got to be able to get a push and be able to lean on their defensive line and get some positive yardage in the run game. And then on the flip side, defensively, we need to be able to you know, get some pressure back there, penetrate, and be able to stop their run game as best we can. I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I really believe this is going to be uh, a key for you all tonight. I mentioned how got to go off to a good start. You know, you're coming in a little bit as an underdog. It's been a rough couple of weeks. I think the kids need something to feel good about early. Is that going to kind of be the message, man? Like almost like a boxing match. You got to survive the first couple of rounds and get yourself into the late rounds, right? Absolutely, no doubt. We need something good to happen on the opening kickoff or in the first few plays of the game. You know, to really just give us some momentum so we could carry it through all four quarters of the game. Derek, you've been coaching for a little while, but this is your first year as the head coach, man, and, and, and you had a little bit of a young team, and you guys have had to deal with some adversity and things. What did you learn in your first season as the head coach over there at Golden Meadow? I just, you know, I've learned that you need to surround yourself with with, uh, with great people on your coaching staff, and I cannot thank Coach Eisenman and Coach Don Daniels Jr. and Coach Foray enough 
they've been great helping me with the kids and doing their thing, you know, Mr. E taking over special teams, you know, so I don't really have to worry about things on that front too much. Coach Don being the first year's defensive coordinator, I think he's done a heck of a job. He was kind of thrown, you know, thrown into that role after Coach resigned. And then Coach Foray helping us on the offensive and defensive side. So really just the importance of surrounding yourself with good people in your staff and letting them do their thing so it helps you. And then another thing I learned that, man, this, this group, this is a tough and resilient group, man. We, we face a lot of adversity throughout this season. You know what I mean? We, you name it, we probably went through it this year. But, hey, these guys are tough, they're resilient, and we're ready to give it all we got tonight. Man, um, one of the things that, that we were chatting with Keegan about and is that, you know, his situation is a little bit different. Whereas, you know, tonight when he says goodbye to his eighth graders, it's just goodbye for now because on Thursday, most of those eighth graders will be at basketball tryouts with him. So he gets to spend the, you know, the winter and even the spring with them. You're not the basketball coach at Golden Medal. So it's going to be a little bit more of a, of a you know, you're going to be letting go of the kids a little more than what he is. What are you going to tell this eighth grade group, a group that's been through so much? Well, you know, I gave them a little bit of that yesterday. Uh, you know, I told those guys it was their last practice, you know, the last time they're going to wear these colors on our practice field. And I told them to soak it up, take it in, and enjoy it because it's done, you know. And uh, I was just going to tell them tonight how much I appreciate them being leaders on this team. It was my first year as head coach. They've uh, they made this year very memorable for me, and I appreciate everything they've done. And then I'm going to preach to the seventh and sixth graders that, hey, you know what? One season, you know, our season ends, we got to start preparing for next season. It's going to be time for them to step up, step into leadership roles, and become uh, become key players for us next year. That, that's a good question, and I'm glad you said that. But, you know, often in high school we hear, you know, B.J. Young, when the season ends, they say, you know, oh, well, we got to hit the weight room. we got to get bigger, faster, stronger. At middle school, it's not necessarily as profound, but it sounds like you guys have a plan for the offseason to stay working with the guys. Talk to us about that. Uh, yes, sir. Well, you know, for the past couple of seasons, we've done a summer off-season program. Really just try to get ourselves in the best shape possible to, to prepare for the, the grind of the season. I mean, it's a long season, you know, but I feel like that program that we do prepares us for the season and, and gets our guys ready to go. Coach, uh, more of a statement than a question, but I just want to congratulate you on uh, a, a good first year of, uh, of, of being a head football coach. I think your teams were well-disciplined well on the sideline. You didn't see, you know, cutting up. I went to a, a couple of your practices, and everyone was engaged. They were all focused, so I just want to congratulate you on a on a job well done. Well, thank you, Coach Kyle. That means a lot to me coming from you. You know, you were one of my mentors. I coached under you at South, and student taught under you. And uh, like you, I pride myself on my team having discipline. You know, if anything, we're going to try to be the most disciplined team every time we take the field. So thank you for the compliment. I really, really appreciate it. Good stuff, brother. Before we let you go, man, I'm going to ask you the same last two questions that I asked Keegan. First... You got Thibodeau taking on E.D. White tonight. That'll crown the Paris Championship. You faced them both. Keegan said he's picking Thibodeau, but he thinks it's going to be a close game. How do you break that one down tonight? Sure. I, I tell you what, I'm being inclined to agree with him. I think it's going to be a dogfight. You know, Thibodeau's got so much speed. they got great size, speed. they big. they fast. they strong. But, man, E.D. White, E.D. White's a very disciplined team. They, they know that system very well, and they run it to perfection. So it's going to be a great game, but I truly think Thibodeau's going to end up coming out on top. And then the last one that I got for you, what are your keys to victory? What do the Lions have to do tonight to uh, beat the rival Bulldogs? 
well, to, to win the game tonight, hey, we need to, you know, control on this scrimmage. Maybe have some good things happen on special teams. And just uh, let's play Lion Pride football, baby. Let's go out there and get it done. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, partner. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. See you all sure. tonight. Yep, that is Coach Derek Brune doing a good job there. Uh, look, man, it's easy for someone who – how can I say this <laughs> politely? It's easy for someone who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about to look and say, oh, they only won one game. You know, first-year coach might not be doing a good job, but Derek's done an excellent job this year. Um, they have progressed. They have gone through a bunch of stuff. They're not even on their campus, right? There's People yeah. don't even talk about that. Um, he's done a wonderful job. I know you're super proud of him. But like he said, you know, he was a student teacher under you, and he learned a lot from you. Um, Golden Meadows in good hands, man. They've got a really, really good football coach who's also a really, really good dude. Yeah, it goes beyond the game of football. He uh, He's just uh, a breath of fresh air for these young men trying to mold them at the middle school level and just a great job. And that staff, I, I look, his entire staff and he, uh, Derek's going to be a good one. You yep. know, it's his first year and he, uh, he gives a lot of people around him credit, which is a, uh, which is a plus. And I just, the job he done, he has done there is, uh, is, is tremendous. It may not be on the football field, the results, you know, but he's he. They went through a lot, a lot of adversity, and I think he handled it first class. Who and this is not an important question, so if you don't know, it's not a big deal. But who's home game tonight? It's an LCO home game or Golden Golden Meadow. Meadow. So Golden Meadow is the home team, so we won't be able to see the numbers on the LCO jerseys tonight. Is what you're telling? Yeah, me. it's gonna be tough. <laughs> and they're gonna push the concession, <laughs> Mr. Mail. Woo. Yeah. Boy, go eat. Eat at a concession. Homemade chili. Yeah. And Mr. Mel feeds us, though. Uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge to any South Lafouche coaches who might be listening to this. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Just uh, throwing that out there. There's one more home game left. Uh, take care of the, the guys in the box. All right. <laughs> You're not adding nothing. Come on. No. You complain about it every Friday. Then whenever no. I grow the, when I grow a pair and I mention it on the air, you're silent. No, man. I, I thought I was going to have backup here and we could gang up on him, and then you just completely melted. I stopped. After I asked for my, uh, a, a parking pass, I, I, I didn't get it. I, I stopped. Oh, I just got hung out to dry <laughs> by my radio partner. What terrible, <laughs> terrible um let's catch a break when we get back we got some south lafouche season stats we'll talk about week nine in the local high school schedule it's play by play we'll be right back after this calvin braxton ford is your brand new car dealer in lockport louisiana they cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience whether it be sales service parts or financing ford the number one brand in america stop by today at calvin braxton ford 5878 highway one in lockport 
Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler Titanium Dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Week 9 in the Louisiana High School Athletic Association football season is here. And actually on Thursday we got some games and I'll be at a game Thursday. I'm going to be at HL, not a, not at HL Bourgeois. I'll be at South Terrebonne watching HL Bourgeois play South Terrebonne. Um, Could be a good one. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be two back-to-back days in the swamp for me. Um, we also got Central Lafouche and Hanville. Must win for Han- I think Hanville's done, to be honest with you. You're not going to get anything from winning that game, even if you win it. I think Hanville might be done. But they're taking on Central Lafouche. Destrehan and East St. John, huge game there. Um, Terrebonne is rooting for East St. John, right? You got a chance to maybe make it a big three-way tie in the district if East St. If East St. John could pull that out. Um, told you about Bourgeois and South Terrebonne on Thursday. That one will be some fun. Uh, Thibodeau is taking on Terrebonne in a huge game for both teams. If Terrebonne wants to host, they got to have a win. If Thibodeau wants to make it, they got to have a win. So a big one there. Ellen there in South Lafouche is the game you'll hear right here on KLEB and ESPN 100.3. The big district game is Assumption and Vanderbilt Catholic. Vanderbilt has a chance to do the same thing that East St. John does. They have a chance to make it a big three-way tie. If Assumption wins, they'll win the district outright. Um, we've got, where's Lutcher? Lutcher is taking on Morgan City. Oh, poor, 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 poor Morgan City. Taking yeah, on Lutcher an, an angry off. Lutcher yes. team. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's not ideal. Um, okay. We told you about South Terrible and Bourgeois <laughs> Van to build an assumption. We go to 3A Berwick taking on St. James. Did you see this? Some predictions. Oh, I didn't see that. We'll get to that in just a second. EDY taking on Sam Houston. Big challenge for EDY. Sam Houston is a 6-2, 5 That'll be a good one. Uh, who's Donaldsonville playing? They're taking on Patterson. Then we go to Homa Christian School. They're going to be hosting Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Central Catholic hosting Vermilion Catholic. And Covenant Christian taking on Generet. So we got some, predict- some uh, predictions and some projections. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who. It's on goal preps. But Old I, Hunter Bauer and the crew. Yeah, I'm do not, they have a uh, South Lafouche in? They do not. Hey, at 28, they have Thibodeau. Oh, and 
at, at 23, it's East Ascension. They had 30 right now. So they must they have. They predict them winning the last two, maybe. Winning in, yeah, winning the last two. They got Terrebonne playing Westgate. <laughs> oh, my God. 14-19, Matt. Westgate, nine, I see 19. Now, this is, okay, predictions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is just. Yeah. Uh, number one team is Rustin. Number two is Neville. Three is Zachary. Four is Walker. Where does he have Destrahan? Destrahan, number five, playing Thibodeau. Isn't it crazy? And I say this every year. Every single year, one of our local teams faces another district school in the first round of the playoffs. Every year. He has Salmon playing Mandeville. Where, where is he, St. John? 18. On the road, dude. That's Traveling crazy. to Bell Chase. Because look, here's the thing. East St. John's going to lose three in a row to end the year. They lost to Terrebonne. They're going to lose to Destrehan. They're going to lose to Holy Cross. They're going to end the year on a three-game skid. And and not be hosting after a seven and zero start. Can can you check Division Two where where we got Ed White and Vanderbilt in there? Vanderbilt is twelve. They would be hosting whom? Woodlawn or Shreveport? Oh, oh, that's brutal too. Now and then Ed White, number three, a bye playing the winner of Peabody and Douglas. That wouldn't be so bad for E.D. White, but boy, Woodlawn and Vanderbilt, that'd be tough. The next round, Shaw. <sighs> it's going to be a brutal. Okay, now the last one I'm going to ask you for, Division Three select. Does he have home Christian school at home in the opening round? Yes, 16. So, See, 16 is fun because you're home in the opening round, but then when you win that game and are facing St. Charles Catholic yeah. in the next round, <laughs> that's not all that fun. Uh, but I know that the home Christian school Warriors would love to be there in the opening round. CCA Division Four. They'll probably be on the road somewhere. Yes. Uh eighteen. Eighteen C Delta Delta Charter. Okay. So those are some projections. I'm sure what he did there is he looked at the final remaining two weeks, picked who he thought would win the matchups, and then re-ran the numbers. Uh so that's kind of neat to check out. He currently has South Lafouche out. Hopefully they prove him wrong <laughs> um but we'll see time will tell man got a big one against ellender and then an even bigger one against vanderbilt for the tarpons this season it has been a record setting season i got some season stats here and brian you've got some of the comparables here what are some of the records in the record book that are looking to get slayed here from south lafouche okay. coming home one and he has uh division two morgan city in at 28 oh christ going to lutcher again <laughs> Okay, enough of that. Oh, uh, your boy Cecilia's four. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, <coughs> I'm trying not to be mean here, and not not to you in any way. The fact that Morgan City is probably going to make the playoffs based on these projections, and South Lafouche probably will not, based on these projections. We got to get into Division Two, man. Yeah, that is that is crazy talk to me. South Lafouche played very poorly against Morgan City without several players and still won by three touchdowns. The teams are in the same district. Team A is gonna have to swim upstream to get in, and Team B is likely to make it. That. That's depressing to me hearing you say that. And it's nothing against Morgan City. Please, please. They are much better now than what they once were. 
But that is that's tough to hear. That's a tough pill to swallow. And this is coming from a dude who swallows a lot of pills every day because I'm on a bunch of medicine. That's a tough pill to swallow. And if you take South Lafourche's power ranking at ten point one eight and plug it into Division Two, ten point one eight, you would be in twenty five. Who's the number eight seed you'd be facing? Iowa. Sign me up to play them tomorrow. They're six and two. That's oh. Whew, it burns my heart. Now, Morgan City's at 30 right now. I, I, he has them moving up. I mean, against Lutcher. Spe- well, you're going to get a bunch of points losing to Lutcher. Speechless. But anywho, uh, record books being rewritten this year again. For Every year BJ's been here, the Tarpons have set some records. Um, and Morgan City don't play week 10. Oh, man. Love you guys. Hope you guys make the playoffs. But yeah, my, my appetite is now gone. Record time. What we got? Who, who's 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 trying to break some records here for South? Dakota? All right, we'll get the, the quarterback records right now. Carson Ogeron has already surpassed the career passing yards. Of it was twenty six, two thousand six hundred thirteen yards. That was held by Patrick Jusclair. Yes, and Carson has two thousand nine hundred fifty four. Wow, it's not so just far. breaking it, just obliterating it, and he's going to add to it, okay? Career passing touchdowns. Patrick Gisclair had 24. Carson already has 26. So those are two new records. Wow. Uh, career completions. <clears throat> records 203. Right now, Carson has 189. So that one's going to fall too, barring injury. Single season passing touchdowns. Patrick had 17. Carson has 15. Mm. Okay. And a single season passing yards. Uh, Carson broke it last year with 1,667. And right now he has 1,287. So he's a little bit behind, but they still have two games to go. And... Look, a lot of these with, with Patrick had, I don't think it was a 10-game season. No, no, it wasn't. So, that's impressive. But 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 to be fair, also, if, if we're looking at career numbers, Carson missed half of last season. Carson did miss, yes, he so, did. So you know, it, it kind of levels out there. Um, looking at some of the rushing stats, um, Meathead Dardar, uh, 744 yards. So you do the math. He needs, what, 256 to get to 1,000. Um, so he'd be looking for having maybe a big day against Ellender. Um it was crazy to see, man, Carson Ogeron on nine rushing touchdowns this season. Um, his running has been a little more quiet this year, 353. Now that's with sacks removed. I mean, that's with the sacks counting, yes. rather. It would be far more than that if it were NFL stats. Um, but nine touchdowns, that's good work from Carson. The leading receiver on the team, no surprise to me, Mr. Steady, Camden Berg. I call him Jason Witten, man. He's always open. 26 catches, 479 yards, and five touchdowns. Um so, yeah, man, Tarpon offense continues to hunt, moving that football, man. Yeah, no, we want to thank Coach Scott Sanamo for uh, getting these stats to us. Yep. Uh, it really helps out on the broadcast on Friday nights and to let the, the people out there know what's uh, the stats. You know what? I, I, I'm gonna, I'll volunteer myself to do this. Um, if Coach Sanamo has the record book, which it seems like he does if he's giving us this stuff, I'll make – us a media guide because I'm not going to lie last week that media guide that St. Louis gave us that was cool they had 
season stats, all time records, and like that's some cool stuff. I would I'm gonna make that an off season project. I'll put that together for us. Um, so we can have that for next football season. I yeah, think that'll be that, cool. that'll be good. Um, Tarpons are taking on Ellender. Don't expect a whole lot of drama there. Um, I have some injury news to update you guys on. Um, I reported yesterday, based on information that I was given by Kay Nelson's mother, that Kay Nelson would be out for this season with a broken hand. Thankfully, um, Mrs. Nelson sent me a note last night saying, there is a slim chance that he may come back. He's going to see an orthopedic specialist, I believe, later this week, and they're going to try to remedy the situation, be it put a club or something that he can maybe work with. So not looking good for Cade, but there is the slim possibility that he can maybe return. They're not all the way closing that door yet. Um, I understand Tyler Otan is making progress, may not go on Friday, but they're hopeful they could get him back against Vanderbilt. Not sure about Maddox Carmardale. He's just going to be kind of week to week. It's going to be whether or not he could he could play um, and tolerate the pain. Um, so it's a beat up group, but it's a group that uh, is kind of sort of trying to get on the mend a little bit. Yeah, uh, hopefully they can maybe rest some guys this week. And look, you still got to play the game. Okay, I'm, we're not disrespecting Ellen at all, but it is what it is. And Oh, you're a huge favorite. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it is what it and is. And if uh, they can maybe rest some guys up a little bit because it's going to be a huge game the following week. So let me ask you this, bro. Um, I said this Saturday, and, you know, I'm sure that Kyle probably heard Kyle is saying that he's probably heard it and was like, no, dude, of course we want to blow out everybody that we play. But when you were coaching teams that were 20, 25 win teams, and you had a bunch of really good teams in your time at South Lafouche, and you had a team that, if I'm not mistaken, started off like 20 and 0 or something in one year. And let's let's now relate that to Edie White, who has won their games this year 52 to 14, 52 to 21, 41 13. 57 7-7, 45-0, 49-0, 44-6, 56-14. They've never been challenged. It's been running time in the second half pretty much every game. When you're now facing Sam Houston, who's 6-2 and two, and has a 5A school, and you know that the playoffs are around the corner, and you know that in your bracket you have nothing but Goliaths in your bracket, if you're Kyle and you're obviously plan A is to go and beat him by 40 like you're doing everybody else, but if you do happen to get into a hard-fought four-quarter dogfight, that's okay too, right? Because I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's thinking to himself, I want to see how my guys respond to some adversity because hadn't had a whole lot of it so far this year. They have beat the brakes off of everyone. I'm sure he would like this his, his group to maybe get extended a little bit and have to play a little harder in the second half. It's okay if you win the game. If you win the game, yeah. I think that's it, right. And now, uh, yeah, see how your kids react to certain situations. But uh, if you are in a closed game, you got to remind your kids, hey, keep doing what we do. Don't worry about our opponents. Just do what we do. And don't worry about if it's a closed game or not. Play Cardinal football and keep the pedal to the metal. Don't don't let up. And But – a close game, yes. And when you're looking at the big picture, yeah, it, it, it could help. Where if you have a close game, you want to see how your kids react. You don't want to have them get spooked in the playoffs and not react the right way. But I'm sure it, they, they talked about that and just worry about us. I had a coach tell me 
recently, and I'm not going to mention the name because I didn't ask for for permission to say this on the air. Um, but they said, man, like, look, E.D. White's a great football team. They've got so much talent. They've got so many great players. But the coach told me one of the biggest advantages that they have is that they're impossible to prepare for because you put in a scout team to run the option, and it's a bunch of kids who have never run the option. So all week long, you're kind of dragging ass running a 4 out of 10 offense when they line up on Friday and they're running it 10 out of 10 and I was told that it just gives them such an advantage because it's literally impossible to prepare for what you're going to see because your guys on your JV and your practice squad can't run it the way that they run it. Yeah, look, that reminds me of a situation back when Les Miles was coaching and uh, college teams were asked, who, you know, how, who's it harder to prepare for? And like they said, Alabama, we know what's going to come. We know what's going to happen. LSU or Les Miles, you have no idea, <laughs> no clue what he's going to do. Because pretty much he didn't know. And that was, they were harder to pre- uh, prepare for. Yeah, I think the same thing will be um, in play there. It is just difficult, man. It's difficult for them to uh, to handle that. Look, let's catch a break when we get back. Got a bunch of headline stuff to talk about. Chris Olave is riding the roads faster than he's running his routes. Oh, we could talk about that. The NBA season opens up tonight. Um Jerry Jones is saying some things. The 49ers gagged one away. We'll talk about all that in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dofriend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVAC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from port food service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan & more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, at Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. There we go. Tonight is the start of the NBA season, and we'll talk a little bit about that. We've got the Lakers and the Nuggets tonight at 6.30. We've got the Suns and the Warriors at 9 on TNT. Don't know why the Nuggets are playing a home game at 6.30. That's kind of weird. There's going to be at like 4.30 p.m. for them. In Mount- no, 5.30, but it's a, it's a crazy start. Um, talk a little bit about the NBA in just a second. But first, uh, Chris Olave, New Orleans Saints wide receiver, was arrested yesterday by the Kenner Police Department for driving 70 in a 35-mile-per-hour zone on Joe Yenny Boulevard. Um, Kenner Police said um, he was caught on radar, pulled over, and cooperated with police. He was released from custody at 11.30 p.m. Uh, the Saints were off on Monday, and uh, players were at the facility treating injuries, watching tape, whatever, but there was no actual practice. Um, Alave is expected to be with the team Sunday when they take on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, speeding and driving double the limit is not ideal, but it, certainly this isn't the worst thing in the world either. We've seen NFL players do far worse. We've seen players in that Saints locker room do far worse. But here's my issue, man. Chris Alave in recent weeks has been doing something that you hate to see. He just ain't playing hard. Um, He's jogging his routes. When he doesn't feel like he's the primary option, he's just loafing. Karth had to throw a ball out of bounds on Sunday because it was a fly route and Alave was jogging. Karth just kind of had to throw it away, Um, which Dennis, uh, not, um, not Carmichael, Dennis Allen said after the game, hey, that's all in the receiver. The receiver didn't run the route the way he was supposed to. When the Saints run screen passes, I see Taysom Hill and Michael Thomas blocking. I see Olave standing vertically, not doing anything. So I'm more inclined to deal with mistakes from leaders. I'm less inclined to deal with mistakes from guys who at times are playing like losers. Um, This won't happen. It's the NFL, and Dennis Allen is coaching for his job. So he obviously will not make him miss any time for this. But boy, I wish that Olave would have to miss Sunday because, man, it's the it's starting to pile up a little bit now. We've got we got a lot of garbage in the garbage can right now. Olave has uh, some personal problems, I believe. He's yeah. uh, it, uh, it goes beyond football right now. He's uh, he needs to. Uh, you know, I think he needs to get help. He's uh, he's not right. Yeah, something doesn't see feel like it, it, it's going well with him. He he looks to be a little disinterested, and yeah. Um, Hopefully he gets right because, look, the next time you're going to wreck into somebody and either kill yourself or kill someone else because the Kenner Police Department said in addition to the speeding, he was weaving around the lanes and was just being a jackass. I mean, you can't do that. Got a stat for you with the Saints. I heard yesterday with Derek Carr. Oh, boy. This will be good. Yeah. The last year and a half, about 22 games, Mm -hmm. as a quarterback, Mm -hmm. how many 300-yard games – one this Derek year. Or has. Um, 
Three? No, nah, I can stop you at one. So the one that he got this yeah. year? Wow. Look, th- this was my concern in the offseason, bro. Whenever I was yelling and screaming that they overpaid for Carr, everybody was throwing tomatoes. Oh, bro, you just hate him because you don't like the Saints. It didn't work in Las Vegas. And he had the leading rusher in the NFL, Devontae Adams, who's a great receiver, and Waller, who's a great tight end. If he didn't make that work, why in the hell was he going to make it work in New Orleans? That's what I was always concerned about. So I'm going to bounce something off of you now. I've been talking to some of my friends or whatever, and we discussed the Saints. Some of them are fans. Some of them are not. And the opinion in some of my group chats is that he might not be here next year. So I'm going to ask you to flash forward to August of 2024. Is he going to still be the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback, or are they going to look to move on and maybe get a younger guy or draft somebody this offseason? I think they're going to look if they can find someone, but, I mean, who? Okay, let me ask you this. LSU fans, if you could get Jaden Daniels in the second round of the draft, would you rather build your next six or seven seasons around him, or would you have rather have another two or three seasons of Derek Carr? Well, you know how I'm at two or three seasons with Carr. <laughs> so you don't think Daniels is going to be a, a, a good pro? He, he's got to get some meat on them bones. I think he, he's not going to be a a running. He won't be able to run like he does. I, I look. I don't. I don't overtly disagree. Um, but I'll tell you this. Daniels is a better thrower than Jalen Hurts was in college by a lot. So seeing what Jalen Hurts is doing with Philly makes me a little bit optimistic he might have some success. Obviously, I wouldn't spend the top 10 pick on him. That's going to go to Caleb Williams and Drake May and you know the, the biggest of the big. But I'm going to be curious to see where he ends up because, boy, he's got a pretty deep ball and he, he's gotten very accurate. At, he's an interesting NFL prospect to me. And I think I saw a headline yesterday. Uh, New Orleans, I think it was New, New Orleans signs Matt Ryan. I saw that too. Did but be honest, when you saw that, did you tense up a little bit? Thinking yeah, they, I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah, they they signed the basketball Matt Ryan, yeah, <laughs> who's about as good at basketball as the football Matt Ryan is at football. He's not very good. Won't won't play a lick. Um, let's talk about this. Jerry Jones said that. Let's see. Um, the trade deadline is coming up. Jerry Jones said he's willing to make the Cowboys better before the trade deadline, he said. But the offer is going to have to come our way, uh, meaning he's not going to be calling other teams. But if somebody calls him and offers him a player that can make the team better, he'll be willing to do it. Um, he said, I like where we are personnel-wise today. I'm not thinking in any way that we need to upgrade our roster, but I would really extend to improve our team now because I think we have a contender, so I would do it right now. After watching... The 49ers struggle again last night. After watching the Eagles not look like themselves, and now they tell me Jalen Hurts has been nursing an injury, an injury that he's going to be dealing with all year. If you're Jerry, would you be willing to give up some future to try to win today? Or do you think yeah. the Cowboys are so far away that it won't matter? No, they're not, they're not far away. <clears throat> Why not do it? They were 42 to 10 away the last time they played San Francisco. Oh, that's one game. I mean, it's. Uh, you know what I think Dallas's problem is, and I don't think it's going to be shored up by getting a linebacker or a cornerback. I think they're not good enough at quarterback. You're not getting a, a starting quarterback. Um, but yes, I, 
I agree. If the right offer comes for the right price, I would love to see them make a trade and improve their roster. I would love to see them tomorrow, and I think this is a guy that you could get for cheap. I would love to see them offer New England a seventh-round pick. Just get Ezekiel Elliott back because no one is talking about this. Dallas is terrible in the red zone, and everybody's talking about, oh, it's Mike McCarthy calling the plays now. It's not Kellen Moore. It's Mike McCarthy's fault. It's because they don't have a between-the-tackles runner like Elliott anymore. I would love to see Dallas trade back and get Ezekiel Elliott back. And when is that trade deadline? It's coming up. Uh, let me see. I'll get the exact date for you. NFL trade deadline date. I think it's uh, Halloween, October 31st, so about a week. week from today. Uh, if, look, I'm going to be saying this for a while. Saints, if they're going to trade, they're going to be uh, active trading. And I think Michael Thomas is gone. Michael Thomas? Yeah. Because the simple fact, I mean, he's not hes not one of these acting the fool on the sideline, and he catches the ball, gets tackled, he runs back to the huddle. Watch him. So, it, there, there's something going on there. He's acting like a decent human being. That for he, one. And I think he was told to just play football. Don't worry <laughs> about nothing. We'll get you out of here. It, okay, so let me ask you this. Let's assume that the Saints lose on Sunday. And it's a big assumption because I think they could go to Indy and win. But let's assume they lose and it's they're three and five. Monday will be October the twenty October the thirtieth. So that'd be one day before the deadline. If you are Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen and Jeff Ireland and whoever the hell is making these decisions these days, if you were three and five and you got some offers for some of your veteran players, would you be willing to sell? Would you be willing to deal a Michael Thomas or an Alvin Kamara? Would you be willing to deal one of your veteran players? And you're, I'm going to use the word tanking, and it's not really tanking, but it's just getting younger and starting to build for the future. Would you be willing to do that? Yes. See, that's interesting to me. Um, and Now, this is what's scary. Who is Mickey Loomis? I don't trust him for any. Who is he going to want to get? That that's the scary part. You the Saints have some players that they can use to trade. They have some good talent that they can put out there on the market. But what are they looking for? And who? Yeah. Okay. Look, quarterback. But who? I I don't think they would trade for a quarterback. I think they I think their strategy would be trade veterans for picks and just try to get as many draft picks as possible. Um. Hey, now, we got a – I can't read that on the air. Never mind. Uh, we both got a text message, and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's some good news and some very interesting news. Um, we, we, we will be fed in the press box tonight, though. Well, thanks for listening, first of all. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about New Orleans for a second. In term, like you, you said you'd be willing to sell. You think they're going to beat Indy this weekend, man? Like, this feels like back against the wall. Um, I think the Saints are going to play really well Sunday for whatever reason. I just got that. Like, it feels like every time. Look, at look last year, the Saints were not very good. But every time we were trying to eliminate them from contention of winning the division, they would get stupid and win a game like beating Philly on the road. Like, they were like a carpenter ant. You could step on them a thousand times. They just wouldn't die. I got a feeling they're going to play well Sunday against Indy. I don't know why. I don't know where I'm getting that from. But do you think that they've got a shot on Sunday? I yeah, think. yeah, they have a shot. I hope they win, but I don't think they will. Man. And and is look, it's going to get to a point, and it's going to fit right right up you, 
the Saints fans, and I'm not talking you, the, the fans are going to start going on your bandwagon. Is and, it, which is the smart and, thing to do, by the way. hoping they lose. I'll tell you three reasons but, why. But before you reason, but you still have Mickey Loomis running that show that it won't matter where they pick. Three reasons why tanking is what is probably best for this team. A, even if you're playing well, you're not better than Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas. So even if you're at your peak, you're not good enough to win it all. B, you're getting older. Cam Jordan's getting older. DeMar Davis is getting older. Carr's getting older. Michael Thomas is in his 30s. You got one of the oldest rosters in the NFL. C, tanking and losing a bunch of games makes it more likely that you fire Dennis Allen and start over at the end of the year. That's the three reasons why I would be inclined to just say, you know what? 6-11 and 11 don't sound so bad. Let's do it. Yeah, look, Dennis, he has to win the division. You think? But that, do you really think he's on the hot seat, though? Yes, I I, I think that they're going to tell him to fire Carmichael and give him another year. That, I really think that. But that's that doesn't fix it. It's beyond Carmichael. I I agree. Because I, he, I would have never hired Dennis Allen. I agree. But my point is. I don't think it's a good for an office, so I'm expecting yes, them that, to do something stupid. That's where I'm going with that. And look, the Saints, they hoping, but it's the same people that run it with the Pelicans. If the Pelicans have success, Saints are just, you're going to, don't worry, but just don't worry about them. Is there a chance, and Mickey's been there so long that it's crazy to even ask this, and he's gained so much power within the organization to where now he even works with the Pelicans at times, is there a chance that someone gets in Miss Benson's ear and she nukes it and gets rid of all of them? Is there a chance that that happens this offseason? I mean, who? That, that, like, I'm talking well, Mickey, bye-bye, Dennis, bye-bye, Pete, bye-bye. I'm bringing in a new GM. That GM could hire my next coach. I, I think there's a chance, and I, I think I don't know the, the relationship, but – and I'm gonna go back to John Gruden. If he comes in, meets with Miss Benson, and say, "Listen, I'll come here," but these clowns are gone. Maybe. Shouldn't we have all seen this coming? When in July, John Gruden and not the Saints' offensive coordinator was installing the offense. Shouldn't the last time that happened, somebody came teach our kids the option at <laughs> South Lafouche? How did that work out? Like, if you can't Bam. install your own offense, then maybe you shouldn't be calling or in charge of an offense. We should have all seen this coming in January, I'm not in January, in July, when John Gruden, a non-staff member, was putting in the damn offense. We the writing was on the wall, and we just didn't see it. We should have saw it when Carmichael didn't want the job, coordinated job. <laughs> <laughs> And no, you taking it here, you? <sighs> because they they thought he had that Sean Payton magic that it was going to be just. It's it's like Bebe, right? Bebe had Joe Brady, and then spent the rest of his career trying to find the next Joe Brady instead of just hiring the best and smartest person. It cost him yep. his job at LSU. It's going to cost Dennis Allen his job in New Orleans. Let's catch a break when we get back. Start of the NBA tonight. I'll tell you some things I'm excited for in the NBA. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. 
The LaRose Civic Center presents the annual French Food Festival, October 27th through the 29th, featuring carnival rides, games, crafters, auctions, and kids' activities. Come hungry and leave happy, because there's no shortage of French food all weekend. Then dance the night away on Friday with Gary T, Rough and Ready and Dream Junkies. On Saturday, it's Ryan Foray and the Foray Tradition, Chubby Carrier, Shorts in December, and Contraflow. On Sunday, it's Waylon Thibodeau and Benjamin Bruce and the Acadians. The French Food Festival, 307 East 5th Street in LaRose. Here's a word from Pastor Rick Warren. You can go 40 days without food. You can go about eight days without water. You can go, uh, I don't know, I think about three minutes without air at the maximum. But you can't go one second without hope. You cannot live without hope. Get hope every day from Rick Warren at dailyhoperadio.com. That's dailyhoperadio.com. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. So we had a bunch of crazy NBA news yesterday. Um, first, Giannis Anacumpo signs a three-year, $186 million extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis reportedly was kind of on the fence about signing an extension, but then they trade for Damian Lillard. Apparently that made him happy. He's with the Bucks for the next three years. So maybe the best player in the league is going to be staying put. James Harden, unclear for the 76ers opener, still absent from the team and reportedly is pondering retirement if they don't trade him. Um, My guy's a mess. Draymond Green is out tonight for the Warriors' season opening game with the Suns. Um, I don't usually pay much attention to early season NBA because the guys are still out of shape and they're really not going all that hard. But I'm not going to lie, when we get back from LCO and Golden Meta tonight, I'm going to watch the nightcap, which is the Warriors and the Suns, because I want to see how Chris Paul fits with Golden State. That's a weird, when that trade was made, I was like, I don't know how much sense. Like, they're going to have two very small guards that don't play a lot of defense. 
That's the bad part. But then the good part is that I could see where an all, a Warriors offense that's based on movement and setting screens and moving without the ball, I could see where having one of the best passers of all time would make that better. Um, I'm interested to see what that looks like tonight. When, and they're going to have a big challenge right away, taking on Phoenix you know, as Durant and Booker. And it's going to be a good, fun basketball game tonight. Yeah, look, he could help the Warriors out because with their when the Warriors are on with their spacing and the things they do, and you're right with the uh, the passing ability he has, it, it could be a, a big advantage for him. But um, remains to be seen. I mean, he's up in age now too. He's, yeah, he's uh, almost forty. <laughs> um, Denver and Los Angeles. Los Angeles lost to Denver in the playoffs last year. And boy, Mike Malone let them hear about it every opportunity he got in the offseason. He was ribbing the Lakers. LeBron James was pondering retirement last year, right? That was a crock because yesterday a commercial by Beats came out where it's LeBron listening to headphones and it's a message of his wife saying, oh, baby, you've proved them wrong your whole career. Now do it and play with Bronny. Now do it and play with Bryce. Uh, so LeBron's looking at trying to play with not just Bronny, his first ch- kid. He's looking to play also with his second kid, which would mean another four or five years in the league. Boy, it's going to be aggravating as hell when he's playing with his boys. That's going to be unbearable, absolutely unbearable. Well, it's easier for me because when he is on the news. Time to test out the batteries in the yep, remote. I change it. I don't. I don't care what he. I don't listen. I will not listen to a word that man says. I just, dude. Has there ever been a more interesting, really good athlete than Nikola Jokic? And and I say that is that he might be the best player in the world right now. Last year he was incredible, triple doubles, handling the ball like a point guard, but playing down low as a, as a center. He averaged 25 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 63% shooting, 38% from three. The guy is unbelievable. But he hates basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like you could see, they had just got done winning the championship. And they're like, hey, congratulations, your finals MVP. Like, yeah, I just want to go home. Yeah. Uh, They asked him the other day about – hey, how's the energy been since being back in America and also knowing that Coach Prime is at Colorado and everybody's excited about sports? He didn't even know who Deion Sanders was. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, there's never been a dude who's as good at something as he is who's more disinterested in it than he is. Like, he's so entertaining for that reason. Like, he just doesn't give a damn. Don't know Coach Prime. No clue. Said he had no idea who he was. Didn't know anything about what was going on with Colorado football. Yeah, nuts. he mustn't have a TV or. Radio. He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. Jeez. The Saints are playing. Uh, the Saints. The Pelicans are playing Memphis tomorrow to open up their year. Of course, Memphis will not have John Morant. Want to know, baby? You think so? Yes. Zion's going to get through the game healthy. Oh yes. Hmm. We'll see. My 76ers are playing Thursday, I believe, is their season opener. James, you're killing me, bro. Um, Now the latest talk is that if he's not traded, he's going to retire. You're killing me, Smalls. Retired in. Look, man, they've got a team that I think is capable of making a run. He does not trust his front office. Um, 
this is a weird this is this has become a very weird thing even even for me as, as a guy who roots for this is a weird situation and I'm very interested to see what the conclusion is because this is the first time in a while that a player in the NBA is willing to lose money and get fined and sit out and miss games Harden whenever he wanted to get traded from Houston he played he was just fat he was out there out of shape playing now he's willing to sit out and cost himself millions of dollars I'm curious to see how that goes for him just play. That's crazy. I said, I don't trust Daryl Morey. I'm not playing for somebody I don't trust. In a, in a respect, I, I, would value, I value him not playing more than I would value him playing and just not trying, right? Because yeah, that, would, that would be more of an insult. So I, I get that he's sticking up for himself, but it's, it's a sticky situation. A lot of money. Last night, we had the drunken American League series end. Finally, the Rangers get an 11-4 win over the Astros, punch their ticket to the World Series. I've never seen a series before where the road team won every single game. It went to seven, and the road teams were 7-0. and We also had game six between the Diamondbacks and Phillies, which Arizona won and punched a ticket to game seven tonight. Tonight's pitching matchup in that one is we've got uh, the, the, the Ranger Suarez for Philly and uh, just kind of an all-staff for Arizona. Um, who you got tonight, dude? The, you know, can the Diamondbacks do what Texas did and win game seven on the opponent's field? Man, that's that's tough because Philly, you watched it, their crowd. Boy, they get into it. Yeah, that's, that is, that's it seems like Atlanta. a big advantage. I would go Philly and look the Rangers. Kudos to the Rangers, man. They they uh they did what they had to do to win two in a row to advance to the World Series. They uh they earned it. Dusty Baker uh, is going to retire at the end of this this season, uh, according to a lot of sources. He did a wonderful job. A lot of guys are going to be lining up for that Astros gig. Um, do you think MLB is rooting for Philly here? Because I got to tell you, um, a Diamondbacks and Rangers World Series is not all that attractive. I don't know how interested I would be in that. I don't know how interested the country would be in that. But the Phillies are a little bit more of a name brand commodity. I think MLB's rooting pretty hard for Philly. I, I would agree with that. And that I think would be a darn good series. Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, let's see college football tonight. I know there's a game tonight. Let me tell you who's playing. It'll probably be a Mac game or something like that. Uh, college football tonight. We've got Louisiana Tech taking on New Mexico State. Louisiana Tech is a three-point favorite. They're three and five on the season. New Mexico State is five and three. Liberty, who's undefeated, five and zero in conference, seven and zero, seven and zero overall, taking on Western Kentucky. Uh, so if you are a degenerate gambler and want to watch a bunch of mid-major teams play, I'm not judging you because I am one of them. Um, you got some games tonight. Louisiana Tech on CBS Sports Network. And you got uh, Western Kentucky and Liberty on ESPNU. Before we wrap up, I know the clock says 1 o'clock, but I want to shout out the Lady Tarpon volleyball team at South Lafouche High School getting a huge win last night on the road, beating Covenant Christian Academy, a 26-win team. Straight sets, I believe. straight sets. Wow. Moving up to number 13 in the Division II uh, power ratings. The South Lafouche volleyball team started the year 1-11, and and they're 16 and 3 in their last 19 matches. They're going to win again today against East St. John. East St. John's winless. There's going to be no drama there. Then they play a road match tomorrow against 20 win Ellender, which will be another chance to get a ton of power points. 
I don't know what Coach Jeremy's put in the water, but boy, that team has gotten so much better. It's a CCA team that they opened the season with and lost in five. Yesterday, you go on the road and beat them in straight sets. That's that's good. That's big, yes. I think Coach Jeremy has done a tremendous job with that team from where they started to the improvement they had. Uh, tremendous job by Coach Jamie Sheremy. Yep, 16-3 and three in their last 19 matches. And, boy, they would love to finish the regular season going 18-3 and three in their last 21 matches. East St. John at home today. Uh, that wraps it up for us. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm going to go get a bite to big eat. Big one. Big get one off tonight. My and then, yeah, because we got the big one tonight. We got LCO and Golden Meadow. Cannot wait. That'll be a 6 o'clock opening kick. You'll be able to hear it right here on KLEB. So, for Brian Colley, this is Casey Jiskler. You've been listening to Play by Play. Same time tomorrow, we've got um, our mailbag and we've got BJ Young lined up. Not sure if we'll get Taylor, but we'll try. Uh, have a wonderful rest of the day. Love you guys. God bless. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.